Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com.
Come on, all the glory. All the glory. Come on. Come on, tell him. Come on, all the glory. All the glory. Come on, every last bit. Every last ounce. Every last drop. It belongs to you, God. Come on, we want to make your name famous, oh Lord. You know, I'm so astounded and amazed by moments like these um, and so many others because it doesn't matter about a song. He's so greater. And I just, it, it astounds me that he is just so involved in, in things and moments like these because even though a song cannot encapsulate the greatness of his name, it's beautiful. And he's so present. Come on, doesn't he inhabit the praises of his people? Amen. Come on, can you just tell him thank you for being in our midst today? Come on, come on. Just love on him just a little bit longer. Come on, you're so worthy. You're so good. You're so beautiful. You know, as we were singing that song, I just got this, this vision, a really strong sensation that there was fallow ground that was being broken up. And I don't know whether that is your marriage, whether that's your home life, whether uh, maybe even your sex life for those who are married. Um, financially speaking, sometimes things become fallow because of different reasons, which I don't want to get into. But the, the thing that I did really sense was that as we were declaring that all the glory was yours, it was like something, I guess our praises, I guess is the best way to say it, our praises were striking the ground and breaking up fallow ground. Yeah, come on, aren't you glad? Because as the fallow ground is broken up, it is made fertile once more. It is made, yeah, it's fertile. Yeah, it's made into a place where things can grow. And I'm reminded of the, of the parable of the soils, which are the conditions of our heart, which only you can determine the condition of your heart, whether or not you are receptive to receive from the Lord. But as we surrender in this place of worship, come on, and declare that not just over our life, not just over our present circumstance and situation, but come on for the, this community, come on for, the, for this ground that we are literally commanded to take dominion over as believers. God, God um, I, w- I was reminded, and you guys can take a seat. I'm, I'm not going to preach on this, but since I'm on this subject, um, and I think that we are done with worship, um, I'm reminded of a scripture uh, from Matthew chapter 11, and um, there's a really interesting passage that talks about how um, the kingdom is taken by force. Yeah, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. But um, it references a passage in, in Micah 2 verses 11 and 12. Uh, sorry, uh, 12 and 13. And basically it's talking about how this is coming to pass with Jesus. 
because it, it prophesies, it says, I will surely gather you, O Jacob, I will surely collect the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like a sheep in a fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. And they shall swarm with men and hum with much noise. The breaker, the Messiah, will go up before them and will break through them. And so that was kind of the, the big key thing that I was really reminded of, that he, as he makes all things new and, and breaks up things that we cannot bring life from, it's just amazing. And I, and I really believe that as we enter into this next 21 days of fasting and prayer, that God is going to do that for you, your home, your family, your friends, your coworkers, that God is going to cause the ground that has been fallow to become fertile once more. How many of you guys are in agreement? Come on, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we just reverence and honor you. You are so great. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your name throughout all the earth. Lord, we could, we could search throughout all the earth, and we would not find one who is like you, Lord. Who do we have who is like you, God? And yet you have come close to us, and we are so thankful that you are near, that you are here, that you are present with us. God, your name surely is Emmanuel, for you are with us. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. Come on, if you're here for any other reason than him, well, you'll be disappointed. Huh? I didn't come to hear from me. I came to hear from God. Who's with me? Amen. Amen. I'm happy to, to deliver and share what the Lord has um, given to me. Uh, but before I uh, dive into our message, I know we're uh, getting ready to take up our tithes and offerings, so you can go ahead and get that ready. I know a lot of you guys have already got that ready. Um, we are so privileged to um, just partner together with heaven in uh, this next season for what God wants to do on earth. How many of you believe that, that what Isaiah prophesied and said, that God's word is true, that what it was sent out to accomplish, it will not return void? Come on, we, we are living in a day and age where even though there is sin that is abounding, even though the world is lost, even though we can see this all around us, there is much more grace that is abounding. How many of you guys believe that? So we're a part of that. Come on, how many of you guys believe that? Amen? So we're simply partnered together with heaven because even though... Um, there are signs or symptoms, you know, of collapse and, you know, the frailty of, of this economy. We, we don't live in that place. We serve a God who's faithful, and, and he cannot fail us. And so um, we are simply just part of this. And so everywhere that I look around, I'm just reminded of this because of your uh, faithfulness uh, and your generosity. And so I believe that um, this next season is just going to be uh, a season of expansion uh, how many of you guys are, are believing God for that this year, for expansion? Amen? Yeah, come on. More territory, Lord. So um, as you give, uh, um, we've already seen it so much in these last 40 years, but I believe that God is going to continue to bring that into each and every single one of your bank accounts, into your homes, and not just these places where we can collect these things that are monetary, but how many of you guys would believe God for a year of more peace? <laughs> Come on. A year uh, of more of God's presence. You know, th these things that we cannot ascertain that are not available, you can't go to the grocery store and find faithfulness, but he who promises faithful. 
faithful. He'll, he'll give that to you inside of your spirit. So we're simply partners together with that. I, I do want to share something really quickly with you. Would you guys throw up that youth slide on the screen for me? Um, we're having a youth event this next Sunday. Did you? No, it's Sunday. It's the 16th, I promise. There it is. Yeah. Okay, so I know we don't have anybody who leads youth here, but we had a very generous person by the name of Jamie Harvey come to us and say she wanted to open up her house and have the youth over, not just for another night to hang out, but how many believe that as, as important as fellowship is, they need to be poured into spiritually, all my parents said amen and amen. So this is the night, and maybe you don't have youth anymore, but how many of you guys know that you that the youth of today need this? So she's willing to open up her house for um, the youth of our body and also uh, the surrounding area to come and just be fed spiritually, and we all believe that's something important. So um, I just want to encourage you and invite you to uh, partner together with us. We're trying to raise $800 for this, which is not hardly anything. Um, so uh, if you want to give any extra to this, by all means, please do so. Just write youth on there, um, and we'll make sure to get that to this because we're having a very special guest that night with Paul Bradford come out. And I talked to this guy. He's, a, he's funny. He's a lot of fun. I really believe that our youth are really going to um, just grab onto the message that God's given him for that night. Um, it is at her house from 5 o'clock till 9 o'clock that night, uh, which is next Sunday. Um, so we do have a little bit of time to just, you know, share that. If they need rides, she's even offering to give rides to and from the church to her house. So I'm telling you, we're so just abundantly blessed. And we just, I want to partner with us. I believe that God is in the business of partnership. And so I think that this is just something that we can uh, just run alongside of. And so um, I'm going to pray over your offering. They're going to come by and grab it. So God, just thank you so much um, for another year of prosperity. Um, we don't know anything except prosperity because we live in the radiance of your son. And we're so thankful that you uh, give without measure, that you, you didn't spare your own son. Well, how will you not freely give us all things otherwise? So thank you, God, for the blessing that it is to know you, to live in relationship with you, and um, that we can partner together to bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And all who believe agreed said, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so you're not just given to see something financially. We're given to see a miracle, and um, we need that more now than ever. Um, I did want to share with you guys um, just a really cool uh, a testimony. Um, Shauna, I really meant to ask you if you wanted to share, but I never did. You do want to? Okay, come on. This is just a testimony about fasting and prayer, and I just think this is so cool. Um, uh, this year was, uh, a really good year, but towards the end of the year, some kind of bad things happened during the summer. Uh, we kind of had a rocky relationship, uh, with my mother-in-law and some things happened and she ended up suing us for like $75,000. And I freaked out of course, cause <clears throat> I mean, I, it's hard for me to trust the Lord for money. I'll just be honest with you. I like to just have the money, you know, and know how I'm going to pay. <laughs> I don't like to believe that it's going to come at the last hour. And so I freaked out and thought, oh, I need to enroll in these college classes so I could get this job and have this income and pay this thing off. I've got to do it all myself. And we freaked out. And um, <clears throat> so uh, a fast came 
um, it was a 40-day fast that we did a while back, last year, I think. And um, I did a, a pretty strict fast. I would do like a few days a week, like four or five days a week, like liquids only. And um, we prayed. We prayed for a financial breakthrough. We prayed that the debt would be canceled, that um, we prayed for braces for my daughter, Ella. She needed braces, and they're $7,200. And we just couldn't take a lo- another loan out. You know, we had, we were maxed out. You know, it was very tight. I was staying home. I wasn't working at the time. Um, so we fasted and prayed for that and other things, of course, not just financial breakthrough. But um, so... Uh, a few months later, my husband started to get job offers. He got how many different job offers, Barrett? Four. Four different job offers. And he, he said, I don't know what to, to do. I don't know which one to take. I said, well, ask the Lord. Let's, let's pray. <laughs> and uh, he took one, and he's currently at that job right now. It's more money. It's less hours. It's a salary job. So he gets paid the same thing every two weeks. It's very reliable. You know, his last job wasn't like that. It was how if he did overtime, we had a good check. If he didn't have overtime, it was tight. So um, that was awesome. Then I had someone reach out to me and say, um, "We, I need to hire someone for this job. And I've asked the Lord who to hire, and he said, your name. And I, was, and I didn't have to apply for a job, and I'm working that job right now. And it's like extra money that we didn't have before. We're paying off debts. Um, so that $75,000 about, I guess it was a month ago, around Christmas. Yeah, it was, well, that wasn't even a month ago. Um, it was like mid-December. Uh, we, our attorneys weren't working out that case that we were talking about, that $75,000 that we were going to have to pay. Um, so I said, hey, you know, I really think you need to reach out to your mom. Just call her. And so we prayed first, and he called her, and um, they made up, and we invited her over. She dropped the money, the whole, whole $75,000. We had made a deal that we were going to pay her $10,000, and some other things, and that she she would drop everything. So we we traded in my car. The way the market is with cars right now, you can make a lot of money off of them. You know, we had been praying about it, and I really felt like the Lord wanted us to trade my car in. So we traded in. We made money off of it. We made a profit of eight thousand with the way everything is, and I got a newer car. And so I was only going to have to pay actually two thousand dollars to my mother-in-law, and the eight thousand was going to be profit. Well, since she dropped all that, we had an extra $10,000 that, you know, we had a check. We were about to give it to her. We actually had already brought it to the attorney's office. Um, and, and her attorney got really um, kind of greedy and didn't want to sign, wanted more. And, and so more, more. So, and we were like, well, we don't have any more to give. And so making up with her, she canceled the debt. So we had this $10,000 check and... We used it to pay for the braces in cash. She's got the braces on right now. We just got them Thursday. And the rest of the money, we, we had 2500 saved up for those braces. So we had a lot extra. We had like 8000 extra. We paid off his car. So now we only have one car note. So all this stuff that I thought, you know, this is impossible. Like natu- in the natural, it was an impossible situation. And I felt like I had to fix it all. And the Lord fixed it all 
for us. And now it's just like, wow, you know, next time I'm going to trust you, Lord, I promise, you know. <laughs> and so I'm excited to fast again because I'm thinking, like, what are you going to do next? You know, like, what are you going to do in my family next? <laughs> like, there's, there's really no limit to what he could do. So. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, if he'll, he'll do it for her, I know he'll do it for me. Come on, how many of you guys are in agreement? Come on, he is not a respecter of persons. Um, he is not somebody who is manipulated um, that, to get the answer that you want through fasting. He just loves to be good. And fasting is just that way that we simply get into a, a place where we hear what God wants to do. We find out what pleases God, and then we do it. And so I just really wanted you guys to uh, be encouraged as we um, start this 21 days of fasting and prayer tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm really excited about this. Hey, could I grab the table? Thank you. Oh, he's got it. Thank you. Um, and, uh, man, I didn't even know, like, half of that stuff. She shared part of that testimony uh, this last week on the, the Messenger chat, and... Um, I'm just even more astounded, blown away by his goodness. Um, how many of you guys know Revelation talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our, they love not their life until death. And so um, that, that last part's really key. Uh, the first part's really key, but we can't um, skip the middle part either. Um, testimonies are just a, a powerful way. And so um, maybe if you're feeling down, um, throughout these next 21 days, especially, you know, as you approach the middle of this week, because, you know, tomorrow is going to be a lot easier than Wednesday versus, you know, next Sunday and so on and so forth. But, you know, when you go through those times, I really encourage you guys to just lean on each other. Um, you know, leaning on the Lord is, is going to be your your big thing that you're really going to want to do. You, you really want to take time to hear from God more than anything else uh, throughout these next 21 days. But don't forget the fact that we are going through this thing together. If you haven't got an accountability partner, I would really encourage you guys to do so. Um, that'll really help you for when you uh, slip up or fall down, uh, if and or when. I'm not necessarily wanting to declare that you will mess up, but it is challenging. So please know that you're not alone when you're facing a challenge and that chocolate staring you at the face of the grocery checkout line. You're thinking, dear God, you know, just a little taste, you know, just something besides juice and water. You know, I've been so good for 14 days. <laughs> um, I, I know that uh, I've been asking myself this question last night. Are we really, am I really going to do 21 days? Because i I've decided that I wanted to do a, a juice and a water fast. I think I'm going to really going to try for this first seven days to um, just do water and juice only and then um, see how I feel after that. Um, but for those of you who are maybe, uh, you know, trying something that you've never tried before, please don't make that your goal. Um, and what I mean by saying that is if recipes are more important than, than spending time in this, you're missing the point. Don't don't make fasting your goal if if prayer isn't the the you know thing that you're doing instead of fasting. If re, if um, watching TV is what you're doing instead of eating, then you're missing the point of fasting. It's it's supposed to be filled with with prayer. So I really encourage you guys over the next 21 days 
to commit to seeking God. Um, it's, it's the most important thing that we can possibly do in, in these last days as we're living on the, this earth that we hear from heaven. Um, so if you haven't done this already, if, if you're new here, if um, this is the first time you're hearing it, I'm really encouraging everybody to do something that we've not typically done before, which is naming your fast. And what I mean by that is not naming it what you want to get out of this fast. Please don't misunderstand me. You probably have some really great things that you want to get out of this fast. But more importantly, we want to find out the heart of God. What does God want for us from this fast? How many believe that what God has is perfect? The Bible teaches us that every good and perfect comes from above, from the Father of lights. You may want something that's really good, but how many of you know that, that if God's perfect, what he has for you is better than good? Amen. Come on. So we ought to be wanting to get the very best thing. And I believe that uh, in so doing, we will get that as we partner with, with our Father, with heaven. So just to really give you a, a small example, um, sometimes we fast out of, out of uh, necessity, tr trials, hardship, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's actually really important to do. And you're more than welcome to do 40 days right now or 40 days later in this year or whenever you so desire, whenever the Holy Spirit is leading you. But what I will say is this. For me, what I really felt like God was pressing me for these next 21 days was a fast that was just called with you. And this is, this is a... Um, this is something in my life that I believe will speak to me for decades to come because the power of God's presence has changed more things in my life than I can count. Because when I recognize God's presence, when you feel his tangible presence and you are reminded, your mortal self is reminded, not just your consciousness, not just your, not just your mind because you've read about how God is Emmanuel, but when you come to that moment, that Kairos moment, if you will, where you recognize God is present with you, it changes everything. And, and that has been something that is so true for me. And I really believe that God wants to teach me some things over the next 21 days about how he is with me, which makes me extremely nervous for the record. You may, God has, may have given you a word like repentance and you're like, what kind of fast is that? <laughs> Naming a fast for 21 days, repentance. I like, what, like, am I missing something, God? I, you may be in a place right now where you're like, I don't know if I really want to do this. But like I just noted, God is so good and perfect. And if he's naming something that you just don't understand right now, just trust him. It's going to work out for your good. Come on, how many believe Romans 8, 28? He works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to what? His purposes. It may, you may not understand it because it doesn't accomplish what you want it to accomplish, but that doesn't mean it's not accomplishing his purpose. All right, it sure got quiet in this Pentecostal church. Okay, so uh, just really quickly, what is fasting? And let's pray. Uh, Holy Spirit, we, um, God, the, the, the uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we, we just love you and we need you. Um, we did not come to hear a man, but we came to hear from you. And we uh, so desperately need you. We just acknowledge and honor you in this room, and we just give you precedence and first place. We do not just give you a portion of today, but we give you 
every single thing uh, from this moment henceforth and from before that as well. Um, you are so worthy of everything, and um, I just pray and ask that we just invite you to change hearts, to change minds. We invite you to just disrupt and interrupt um, thought patterns, strongholds, that they would just be broken. Uh, we do not want our way. We do not want to leave the same way that we can. We want to leave changed, and all who believed and agreed said in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just felt good to just do that one more time. I know that we pray a lot. Um, I was even thinking about how um, our prayer service, our prayer uh, sessions on Sunday mornings have turned into prayer services. Um, I, I'm just so tickled by that. We 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 uh, we set out to do prayer um, before Sunday, every Sunday, uh, because I really felt led to do that. That we just needed to get all the leaders and volunteers here every Sunday. If you're serving, um, it's not mandated, it's not required, but it's strongly encouraged. And we have uh, leaders from all different ages who just show up to pray. And it's not just something that one person prays and everybody else just disengages and, and you know, is not, you know, therefore everybody's, you know, laying hands on everybody's, you know, receiving and giving words. And I just, I'm just amazed how God works. It's, it's, it's the year of partnership, I really believe. Um, so uh, what is fasting? Um, fasting is uh, intentionally withholding your desires to draw closer to God. It's denying your flesh and feeding your spirit. I've got a couple of just little quick blurbs here. So if you need some help, you want my notes, I'd be more than happy to share these with you. So fasting isn't just abstaining, but it's filling yourself up with the things of God. And I know I kind of already mentioned this and went over this. I just want us to make sure that we don't miss the point of this fast. Um, we need to fill up on the things of God. How many of you believe that? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, uh, fasting is a spiritual discipline. Um, so please, again, if fasting is hard for you, if this is something that's new to you, uh, when I talk about something being a discipline, that should be something that helps you recognize that if you haven't fasted before, it's going to be hard for the first couple of days, the first couple of times, because it's a discipline. And so this is something that awakens your sensitivity to hear God's voice with clarity, like we already note, noted. Um, how many believe that discernment is one of the most necessary things of today's age? We discern to hear God's voice with clarity. Um, it's something that helps us see what God wants to show you. Um, like I've been talking about, and I know it's a little bit of a broken record, but this is a year of partnership. Um, now more than ever, the world is in need of many Christs. If you've never heard this, or maybe it's something you haven't thought about in a while, being a Christian means being someone who is Christ-like. If you um, look at that very specifically, most of our lives don't line up with looking like Jesus in every single way. And it's okay in, in, in the fact that we haven't reached it yet because we never will, but we also have to take our life very seriously in recognizing that the world is in deep need of believers who are filled with power. To be like Christ means to be anointed because Christ means the anointed one. So when we talk about um, helping to see what God wants to show us, it's important because we're supposed to be the messengers. How many of you guys believe that? To be a follower of Christ means to be one 
who sh- spreads the good news. And so it's important that, that on this journey of, of fasting that we get to the basics, if you will. Um, so fasting also helps create supernatural faith to believe God. Um, I'm reminded of different, many different passages of Scripture where believers would go to bat for unbelievers. They would, they would stand up for unrighteousness, uh, for righteousness' sake, when there is unrighteousness that is abounding. And, and how many believe that our community, our world, is in desperate need of that? We need righteousness in this land more now than ever. Um, I mean, Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name, they will, they will turn, they will, they will seek my face. So this is something that, that we are doing in order for God to heal our land. I mean, there's so many different things that are taking place as, as we fast over the next 21 days. So don't miss the fact that you're partnered together with heaven to bring God's will, to bring God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. This is, this is something that is greatly important here in these last days. So don't, don't miss this, that, that we are partnered together, together with heaven to bring this thing to pass. I'm excited about this. That excites me. I, I, I don't get excited about giving up coffee for 21 days. Come on. Yeah. Giving up chocolate, giving up sweets, all these different things. But you know what does excite me? Bringing souls into the kingdom. What does excite me is seeing God's will to come to pass, not just in my life, but for my family's sake, for people, for people who are lost, who are far away from God. That excites me. And it produces spiritual strength. Um, we, we live in a, in a day and age where everything is, is vying for your attention. It's trying to, to get you to pay attention and to idolize it. But this is going to help you. Fasting is going to help you become strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. I truly believe that. How many of you guys believe that? Amen. So no matter where you're at, make a commitment. If you're jotting down notes, if you're taking notes today, um, if, if you're walking away with something, I really encourage you to walk away with this. Commit. Commit to seeking God for the next 21 days. If you can do nothing else, commit to do that. Commit to reading your Bible for the next 21 days. Um, but I would really say don't just do that. Make a commitment to, to do something, some type of fast. I was talking with someone this morning, and they were saying, well, I want to do a Daniel fast. And I said, well, have you ever done that before? I said, no. I said, well, let me just share with you a couple of things. Start where you're at. Maybe you, you don't really know all the ins and outs of eating fruits and veggies night and day, and you don't really want to create a whole new routine. Start where you're at. If, if your routine is to get home and plop down in, in front of Netflix like uh, a lot of people, maybe I'll just, you know, myself, um, then, then start there. Cut that out of your diet for the next 21 days. Commit to, commit to watching nothing streaming. Maybe you want to watch a movie with your family. I don't think that's a really bad thing, but commit to taking the next 21 days where you're saying, I, the first thing I do every morning is make a cup of coffee. Don't do it. Find, find your Jehovah Jireh. Don't, not Jehovah Java. Find, find Jireh in the morning. He is enough. You know, I, I like to, th- my body likes to talk to me and tell you, you need Jehovah Java in the morning. <laughs> but it's, it's not the truth. He, Jesus said this, he said, man shall not live on bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And Jesus himself, he said, I am living water. I am the bread of life. 
And it's interesting to know that your body needs three things to survive. You, you need light. You need air. I say three things. Well, I'm adding a fourth one today. You need food and water. Um, you can only survive so long without water. You can only survive so long without food. You can only so, survive so long without air and light. Um, but Jesus said, I, I am the, the light of the world. And that light gives life to all men. He said, I am, I'm living water. He literally sustains our spirit by, the, by his, himself. He said, I'm the bread of life. We, we see the testimony of this truth in Exodus when, when we read about how the Israelites were given nutrition through manna. And Jesus said, I am that manna. I am the bread of life. Um, and then, of course, the last thing is the air. And what's really interesting about the air is that uh, the Holy Spirit is listed as the Ruach, which is the breath of life. And in the New Testament, we read about the Numa, which is the same thing. It's his breath. It's his life, which is the air, which fills the very um, lungs of our spirit, so to speak. You cannot live without him. Even though our mortal body begs to differ with us night and day. Oh, you need sleep. No, he who comes to him, you, you, will, you will never lack. He will give you rest for your souls. Do you remember, I'm adding a fifth thing now, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He said, if, if you're tired, if you're worn out, in the message it talks about it, if, if you're worn out from religious duty, come to me. I'll give you rest. If, if life seems heavy, you're wearing the wrong yoke. You've taken the wrong burden. You're trying to carry it on your own, just like Shauna was talking about. You're not, it's not supposed to be something that you dread to carry. He's, I love how Jesus talks about it. He said, if you come and learn from me, I'm so gentle and easy. You, you, don't, you don't have to try and please me, try and do something that you can't. He's not going to ask you to be someone that, you, that he didn't create you to be. Isn't that beautiful? So commit over the next 21 days to really seeking that and seeing that more than you do anything else. And, and I just want to really encourage you guys because I know that for, for a lot of us, for most of us, since this is not something that um, is normal, well, I'll say it that way. How many of you guys know uh, fasting and praying is not normal? Fasting is, is not something that, that's foreign to the world as a concept. Um, it's pretty popular nowadays, as I understand it. You know, doing a, a one meal a day and fasting otherwise, you know, boosting your metabolism, etc., but fasting and prayer is not normal for, for today. Um, I don't think so, at least. And so if you fall off, if you get off, you choose to get off, you're, I'm done with this thing. It's too hard. I'm frustrated. I've got a migraine. Don't stay off. Don't stay down. If you fall down, oh, I slipped up. You know, I was in line at Starbucks to get a hot tea, and the next day I know, they gave me a cappuccino. What was I supposed to I can't, That's wasteful to throw something like that away, you know? Don't, <laughs> don't stay off. Get, get back on this thing. Let's commit to do this because I, I believe like Jeremiah chapter 29, 11 talks about. It said, when, when you seek me, you will find me. Right? Come on, we'll just read it for the sake of it. I haven't been here in a while. He said, he said then you will call to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. This is the 12th verse of chapter, nine, uh, chapter 29 of Jeremiah. You will seek me and find me, and when you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you. How many believe, how many believe that God wants to be found? Well, it's right here in Scripture. 
I will bring you back from your captivity. Oh, come on. Some make you want to shout. Shatababa. Hallelujah. This is the New King James Version. Sorry, guys. That, this wasn't in the, the notes. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you. This is a, a whole other thing, so I don't want to get into all that. So we'll just focus on those first couple of verses. If, now, if you're curious, we've got some great teacher pastors right here on the front row. We'll be happy to tell you all about Jeremiah chapter 29. You will call upon me, you will pray to me, and I will listen to you. Selah. How many believe? It's a good feeling when you know you're being listened to. When your prayers just don't hit the ceiling and fall back to the floor. When you seek me with all your heart, you will be found by me. Man, can I just encourage you? Man, he can come into your room. You can see him with your natural eyes. Anything's possible. Don't limit God over these next 21 days. If he wants to come communion with, commune with you and show up in the physical realm, why not reach for it? If there's one thing that I'm more convinced of now than ever is that he wants it more than we do. I just, I am so captivated by that uh, because I, as a son, I was raised up with a mentality that I wasn't good enough, but I got the revelation a couple years ago, um, back in 2019 or 20, I guess. I'm trying to remember when it was. I had a late start. Some of y'all heard me talk about this um, before. And um, I was just driving, trying to take care of some errands, and I beat myself up. I'm like, man, like, Andrew, you got to get it together. And it was like something in my head told me, you're a bad son. And, and my spirit man jumped on the inside of me. And so, you know, this bad son, bad daughter, you know, whatever. And um, I was just like, if that's the way I'm thinking, then you're missing how, how this works. Because we don't do things to earn God's goodness or his grace. We do things because we've already earned it. And if... If this is something that you've never heard before or never got before, can you, can you just please understand that when we talk about doing what pleases God, your very life is his pleasure. He is so pleased with you because you are his creation. Now, just a little side note. We don't, we're, even though we are all image bearers and we are made in God's image, we are not automatically born into God's kingdom. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have said, you have to be what? Born again. So, so there is, it's right there plain in scripture, but I just want to really point that out. So as we are born again creatures, uh, God's creation, when that takes place, that took place in your life. How many of y'all remember when that took place? You remember that and say, so, yeah, come on. You're like, man, that, what a glorious moment that was. Don't think God ever stopped being pleased with you because a father delights in his child. Not, maybe you do some bad things. Maybe you do some things that you're like, man, I know God's not proud of that. Well, you can grieve God's heart. So um, it is in scripture. 
And sometimes children do things that upset their parents, but it doesn't mean they stop loving them. It doesn't mean that they disown you. And if you've never read the story of the prodigal son, the prodigal child, get a hold of that. Because when we talk about doing what pleases God, it's important for us to know that we're still the apple of God's eye. So um, I, I just wanted to really hit that because even though we're talking about finding out what pleases God, the most, one of the most important things we can do is just staying in that place of spending time in his presence and just being pleasured by that. Um, that's, that's kind of a ter- terminology that I have been uncomfortable with in the past because of how the world has secularized that word. But being pleasured doesn't have to do with that, especially spiritually speaking. And there's something to be said about just sitting in God's presence and how that will make you more full than you could ever be. And I'm sorry to kind of go on a little rabbit trail there, but I just, I felt like there are some people in here, maybe watching online, who really needed to hear that. Uh, I really didn't have planned to talk about that. So, um, Doing what pleases God. Just a couple of quick notes as we get ready to close out today. Um, Micah 6, 8 says something really interesting. And um, I already read from uh, Micah just a little bit ago. Um, kind of prophets are strange. I mean, if you don't understand prophecy and prophets, welcome. I don't either. Um, but how many believe that they're necessary and important? Okay, that's good, because they're in the Bible. So Micah 6.8 says this. He's shown you, uh, oh man, what is good. This is the Amplified. What does the Lord require of you? I'm, well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you're asking. What, does, what pleases God? He says, you're supposed to do justly. Love justice. My God, it's quiet in here. I mean, I thought, you know, we, we get a louder Amen. We should love just as believers. All right, I'm not going to get on that today. You got to get. You're going to have to get that for your help, them, Holy Spirit, help us. Okay, love, kindness, and mercy. <clears throat> all right, y'all getting the hang of this now. Okay, all right. Lastly, but certainly not least, to humble yourself. All right, so this is the time to shout. Come on, oh, it's Mary. We're going to have an altar call at the end. Andrew, get ready, bro. This is going to be a long day. All right. Walk humbly with your God. How do you do that? I'm so glad you asked the question. How do you humble yourself and walk humbly with your God? I believe it's important, like we were uh, talking about, teaching about last week um, from the uh, story of Jehoshaphat. Uh, Make sure I pronounce that right. It's it's as good as it's going to get, folks. The the story of Jehoshaphat is um, an interesting one, but Jehoshaphat calls for... um, a corporate fast, which is what we're doing here. We're calling for a corporate fast where if you're part of this body, uh, we are not just encouraging, but we are adamantly um, asking. I, I really believe that God is adamantly asking each and every single one of us to do our part in a corporate fast. We all partner together where there is unity. The Lord commands a blessing. How many, how many are glad for God's blessing? I want to be a part of that. But he says something really interesting in the last part of the 12th verse. If you put that up on the screen for me. Um, If you didn't separate that, just try to ignore the first part of this verse. But he said this. He says, um, we do not know what to do. Somebody just say that. I don't know what to do. IDK. I don't don't know. I don't know what to do. 
In these last days, it's easy to get distracted by, by everything, by technology, by your job, by your kids. Hello. Come on. The lists do not quit coming. But he said, but this guy is up against three armies. All right, so you think you had it bad. This guy's fighting three armies. So just, you know, refocus. Your life isn't that bad. There aren't people out there trying to murder you in your sleep. All right, he said, we do not know what to do, but what our eyes are upon you. So if you're asking yourself, man, how do I humble myself? Just tell yourself, say, hey, dummy, you don't know what you're doing. Have you been in your tomorrow? Do you still live at the beginning? You're not God. You you just don't know what to do. And it's okay. It's okay that sometimes we get things right, some things wrong. If you're offended by the fact I said dummy, that's okay. You don't have to sit in that boat. I'll sit here by myself because there's, I just have to remind myself, hey, you don't have to have all the answers. You're not God, but you serve the one who is. Hallelujah. So it's, I really believe that as we go forward to do what pleases God, and as we are pleasing to God, that we humble ourselves. I like what Jessica said. She said, you know, if you want to be humble, don't try to be right. Recognize you don't know what to do and get low. Get on your face. That's, that's my object lesson for today. If getting on your face or your knees is something that you don't do regularly or maybe it's uncomfortable, it's time to get a little uncomfortable. Let me just say it. I'm not saying you have to get the sackcloth out and get the ashes. I don't think that there's any point to that today. But it is important that we live in a posture of our, with our hearts of humility. Okay, amen. Well, I'm moving on. Y'all get some good notes from this so far? <laughs> Well, the Lord is here. Amen. Come on. I said God's in the house. Come on. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. You're so welcome here. We love you, King Jesus. It's all about you. You're, it's so good. You know, um, just really quickly, um, if you had not got uncomfortable yet, I just want to remind you what Jesus said. Y'all believe in King Jesus? Y'all ever heard of him? King Jesus. He's still on the throne. Where, where my girl uh, Lacey at? She was shouting me down earlier. She's, she was trying to preach. I know she just left. The, she knew I was calling on her. She, that's why she left. She was talking about she had to remind herself. King Jesus, he's still on the throne. 2022, it, round two. We going over it again. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to try and hear things like that. But uh, you know what? He's still on the throne. And so uh, we, can, we can be an expectation because of who we serve. All right. A couple of last thoughts, um, because, and I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, the thing that I think that pleases God is reaching the lost, right? I want to make disciples because I just really believe in the great commission. And I've just, sometimes I get really frustrated. I'm like, man, Lord, where are the lost people? I'm like, I need to be reaching them. I'm like looking at for them, like where I'm going. I'm like, waiting who I need to give a word to. I'm going to lay hands. I'm a witness to somebody. Not a bad thing to do. Let's not discount that. But I'm looking at this this topic of what pleases the heart of God. Ephesians 5.10. I didn't uh, go over that today. Um, But this is basically where we're getting this topic, uh, this text. says, find out what pleases God and do it. 
You'll learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. I'm at in the last part. Do it. If you just find out what pleases God and you don't do it, you're deceiving yourself. I don't want to be deceived. And so I'm like, well, Lord, what you, this, this is going to be something good. Like, because I'm trying to think of something that can act, activate you guys. Somebody say, activate, activate, activate. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on. Holy Spirit, activate. And so uh, I'm, I'm reminded of this passage in Matthew 25. I'm like, this is really confusing. Because in the 34th verse in the Passion Translation in Matthew 25, Jesus is talking about this day of entering into our reward. And I'm all about reward. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm trying to figure out how this makes sense together with pleasing God and doing it. He said, um, the king will turn to those on his right. And he will say, you have a special place in my father's heart. Come and experience the full inheritance of the kingdom realm that has been destined for you from the foundation of the world. All right, sounded pretty good so far. He said, for when you saw me hungry, you fed me. I'm, I'm like, Lord, help me out here. You found me thirsty. You gave me a drink. I'm like, all right, well, I know this. He said, when I had no place to stay, you invited me in. And when I was poorly clothed, you covered me. When I was sick, you tenderly cared for me. When I was in prison, you visited me. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I need to do a little bit of studying here. Because I think I know what this, this, this text is talking about. But I just want to make sure. And what I really felt like I was discovering and uncovering is not necessarily it's for the loss, although this certainly applies. What I'm really thinking God is wanting us to focus on in this new year is caring for a brotherly love, like the, the believers, like the fellowship. Like we really need to pay attention to the people around us. Um, because verse 40, skip down a couple of verses, says, don't you know? When you cared for one of the least of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters. So that's a, that was a key for me because Jesus responded to people when they said, who's your, who's your mother and your brother and sister? He said, anybody who does the will of my father. And he said, you demonstrated love for me when you cared for the least of these. And like this is a, a passage of scripture that's, I, to me, it seems pretty, pretty popular. It's pretty like widely known. It's like, if I'm going to do... Uh, if I'm caring about the least of these, then I know that's an important thing. How many of y'all ever heard that term, right? The least of these. We got to pay attention to the least of these. You're like the people on the fringes. But when he said my brothers and sisters, I was like, hold up a second. So you're saying what you want us to do in this new year, in this new season, the 21 days of fasting is really pay attention to your brothers and sisters to care about the least of these. And that's about the best I got for you. I didn't really get much more of an answer. It was just this, this is the text. But what really kind of struck me odd about this is, is the book that we gave to our leaders um, at the end of the year in 2021 was this book called Keep Your Love On by this guy named Danny Silt. Never heard of him, never heard of this topic talked about. I would encourage you to do so because Keep Your Love On really has to do with communication and uh, how many of you guys know that um, talking and communicating with other people is, can be a challenge between personalities, preferences, what you say, what you meant to say, what people heard versus what you actually said, so on and so forth. And I really was kind of just, not kind of, I was, I was very impressed by the fact that he led me to this passage because I really believe that one of the most important things that we um, can continue to do is to care for the least of these in a very practical way, a very practical way. Um, so I say all that to say that um, 
I believe it's important for us to do this because of the, uh, and the reason I'm going long is there's no clock on the back, guys, so. <sighs> the reason we, we need to do this because of unity. And you're, if you're asking the question, well, how does that relate to caring about the least of these is because Jesus, we're, we're supposed to be getting ready to, for Jesus to come back. Hallelujah. Amen. But here's the thing that Jesus is coming back for, a bride. The church is that bride, but if the church is not united, there is no bride. All right. So I know it's a little heavy because you're thinking, well, like, Andrew, Pastor Andrew, like, haven't we been doing this already? I'm like, yeah, I thought we had. But truly, the Spirit is speaking because he's talking about Ephesians um, chapter 1, verse 4. He said, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Skip to the fifth chapter, 27 verse. He said, all that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious and radiant, beautiful and holy, without fault or flaw. Bouncing back to the Old Testament, the most uh, beautifully uh, written book in all of humanity, arguably, uh, throughout all of time, Song of Solomon said, every part of you is so beautiful, my darling. Perfect is your beauty without flaw within. So picture this, Jesus adorning you individually in order that we can adorn others that we may become the beautiful bride who is what? Getting ready for her bridegroom. So not only is this the year of, uh, let me see, how can I figure out how to say this? Help me, Holy Spirit. Okay, so in this, the year of 2022, the year of doing what pleases him, I believe that one of the most important things that we can do as a body is getting ready for his return. And one of the best ways that we can do that is, is by these two little side aspects, caring for the least of these. So we're helping each other recognize and realize how beautiful we are. In Christ, and we're humbling ourselves. We're, we're we're inspecting and paying attention to ourselves. Is what we love justice and mercy? It, are the things that we're paying attention to still righteous in God's eyes? Are, are or are we more concerned with being right? And and I know it's a little bit of a heavy topic today, but I just was really um, pointed this way in talking about doing what pleases him. Um, so if you need prayer for anything today, the prayer partners are going to be here. Um, if you're still in need for a, for a word from God um, concerning this fast, maybe you haven't got a name for your fast, um, I wrote down something really, really small to share with the team today to just get out on social media. Um that was this. Determine in your heart that this will be a time of finding out what pleases God in order that you can do what pleases him. And I know I've already said that. I just wanted to make it very plain and simple because if you haven't gotten a word from God for your fast, I really just felt encouraged to release and share that. Not necessarily so you don't get your own word. If you've already gotten one, please don't diminish that or drop that um, because I believe that's what God wants you to do. But maybe you're in a season where you're not really sure. I just wanted to share that with you. Again, that was just determining in your hearts 
that this next 21 days will be a time of finding out what pleases God in order that we can do exactly that. Andrew, I thought you were going to, yeah, that's all right. He's coming now. All right, where are my prayer partners at? I called y'all too. Come on. Because if you are in need of a word, we got, we got people that know how to hear from God right here. Um, I would encourage you guys, if you haven't gotten something already, or maybe you want to just get some confirmation, maybe you came in with an ache and a pain, don't leave the same way. How many of y'all already got some healing this morning? Come on. Anybody feel different than when they came in? All right, we got a couple of people. All right, come on, amen. If you need, if you need something else too, if you need something as well, then um, let's just come uh, before the Lord together and uh, admonish one another, just like we've been talking about, humble ourselves. Just say like Jehoshaphat, I don't know what to do, Lord, but I put my eyes on you. All right. Amen. Well, I'll dismiss you guys. If you're in need of prayer, um, please feel free to come. Uh, Let us go. Love God, love people, and lead well. You guys are dismissed. Have a great week, and we're here for you if you need anything at all.